We're going to continue the practice of bhavana or mind training first before we get into the lecture or the teaching because that seems to be working for some people. And that's what this is all about, what works. Today, because I'm going to be expressing some specific things after we come out of mind training, that there are things that I want you to look for while you're there. Because it's, if you're not looking, it doesn't serve a purpose. This is called a gradual training. Not because it takes lifetimes, but because we have to create conditions in order for the next thing to be set in place. You need mud and water for a lotus. You need logs and darkness and humidity for a mushroom. If you don't have those things, you can't create those things. You need a peach seed for a peach tree. So it's the same with everything else. There are conditions that we have to create in order to allow the fruition of our I won't say desire, but our purpose. So, I want you to, as we go inside and spend some time with ourselves, I want you to observe what you find there and not ignore it because it is real. It is, it is real to you. It is your perception of what exists inside your head and yourself and your heart. And that's very important to know. And if you find something toxic, that's really important to know. It's not a criticism, it's not a judgment, it's just knowing it so that you can implement the cure for it. Relax the body. Relax the breath. And I'll see you in a little while. There's a sense of urgency that we feel, uh, Panyati and myself, uh, because we realize that we're like all of us, we're aging, but we've got a few steps almost. And um, before we make our transition, we'd like to make sure that uh, we leave all of our friends in a good place. And that requires that um, you do your part. There is an implicit understanding that it only takes one lifetime to become enlightened. And, um, but we don't want to dwaddle it away because as, well, I don't see her here, 
But she said to me, or she said to us in the last Dharma teaching that death isn't an obvious thing, that you don't see it coming. And we know that there's no such thing as an age factor or a class factor that that decides who's going to last longer, who's going to live longer. So it's... um, is to encourage us to take care of what's important while we really came here. This philosophy has three general categories of development. The first is virtue. The second is concentration. And the third is insight. The first category has to do with all of us who still believe that we are us, that we're a person, that we're an identity, we are an entity. And there's nothing wrong necessarily with being in that place. It's not a bad place to be, but we can be bad people in that place. And as long as that's where you are, you have a responsibility to govern yourself. And that's where the virtue comes in. The first thing that we learn and we find ourselves in that place if we still think of ourselves as I am, that reacting to external reality is ignorance. That you don't make me mad. I get angry because I don't approve of, I don't accept, I don't want you to do what you're doing. But you are not making me mad. I'm making me mad. Fundamentally, that first category of virtue is, has been very simply stated in the, the golden rule, do unto others as you have them doing to you. And it's for all of us who are there to evaluate our actions based on that that rule, that law. That if I don't want someone to do that to me, then I am obligated not to do it to anyone else. I am restricted by moral authority not to do it, not to say it to anyone else. And as long as you operate from that restriction, that caution, if you will, you will create the condition for peace within yourself. Because the first thing you begin to learn and begin to work with is that you cannot or it does not work for you to try to orchestrate what other people do to make you happy. There is a decision as to whether I want to work on the rest of the world to make them better or whether I want to work on myself. It's that simple. And when you 
use that formula, you realize that it's much easier to work on yourself than to work on everyone else in the world. And then you get serious and focused. And again, if that's all you do here now, we can see the benefit if everyone in the world did that also. That they worked on themselves, they worked on their emotions. They treated others as they wanted to be treated. How much better the world would be. Now the second category, the second mode of training is concentration. And specifically concentration is about being able to put your attention on one item, one object, to the exclusion of everything else. That's concentration. Now you might say, what's the practicality in that? Well, there's a Dallas story about a monk who was walking down a path in the woods and a tiger came up behind him and he started running. And then he encountered this cliff. And he started climbing down the vine. And he looked down and there was a tiger at the bottom. And he started climbing back up, and the vine started shredding. And at that moment, he looked into the chasm, and he saw the most beautiful bird that he had ever seen. So the point is that we have the option of noticing and putting our attention on what is beautiful and what is important and what is germane to our moment and not to all of the other craziness that's going on around us. And that frees us from suffering. I, I use the example a lot about being in an aircraft that's crashing. And where are you going to put your mind? Well, where do you put your mind? Well, most people put their minds on the fact that I'm getting ready to hit the mountain. But you don't have to think about that. You don't have to focus on that. But you need the power, the ability to concentrate in order to achieve that. Now, there are conditions that are set up in the practice of concentration that allows all of us to develop the ability to see insight, to have that 
ability to discern truth in spite of or in light of what is happening in our reality, that we are able to go to the bottom of things and understand its true nature, its insight. But that comes after conditioning the mind to go deeper, to go to the place where things come from before they are things. And that's all a part of the gradual training. The insight, the discernment, the knowing, the seeing, the realization happens fairly quickly after that. You should have are posited in or you drop into the truth. But you have to do your work. You have to put your time on the pillow. And you have to continue to maintain the condition of morality, virtue. It's a no-brainer. I mean, if you're trying to develop quietude or stillness or absence of agitation, then you can't do that if you're still running around like a crazy person and acting like a crazy person or acting like an immature person. It doesn't happen. I mean, you just you just create more agitation in your life. But we know that when we have done that, when we have lived that way, when we have gotten angry at people, when we have been fearful of situations, and it doesn't feel good inside. And it's even more frustrating when we blame other people for what's happening to us. Because we want it to stop and we want us to feel better. But we're making ourselves sick. So, this is what we're going to concentrate on. We want all of you to find the peace we can look out at the world and it's not to see the turmoil is not to see the disharmony, it's to watch people responding to it. 
most of them are not handling it very well. And like I say, to blame anybody out there for your distress is inappropriate. It's not correct. It's hard to motivate people with this. Because at the same time, we're saying, don't try too hard. So there's a contradiction about encouragement and then saying at the same time, don't try too hard at this. Take it easy at this. But hopefully you can feel inside or you can see that trying too hard trying to accomplish driving yourself stirs things up doesn't cause things to get stiller or quieter it stirs things up and what we're trying to do is to allow everything to settle so we can have that clear mind. So I'm hoping that I'm bringing to you today a benefit and clarity and not bringing more confusion. Because just like in the first training, the training of virtue, doing unto others as you have them do unto you, the only thing that I want to do is help. I don't want to hinder. I don't want to cause problems. There's enough of that in the world. We're having a retreat in December. That's really going to be intensive. encourage development to encourage the conditions that drop us into insight and it's nothing magical You just have to do your work. Everyone has to do their work. We hear a lot about teachers and 
gurus. But nobody can put you or me on their shoulder and carry us. They can show us the path. They can say, hey, you can walk this way or walk a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left. But I can't carry you and no one else can carry you either. And you can't carry anyone else. You can show. You can point. But everyone has to walk it themselves. We can hold hands even. So that'll be around the Christmas, New Year's time. We always choose that time because it has to do with renewal. You know, we, we're, we're people who are habitual. And every year we make promises that the next year we're going to do different, we're going to do better. And it lasts until the second. <laughs> but we want it to stick. And again, I can't emphasize this enough, but It has nothing to do with changing the rest of the world. Nothing at all. Nothing to do with changing other people. It has to do with learning how to live with stability in the craziness. And as we exist or coexist in that craziness, we find that it isn't crazy at all. It's just ignorance. And that doesn't mean stupidity. That just means immaturity. And in those places, we can remember when we reacted the same way, when we did the same things, when we said the same things. And we go, well, I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. And it helps us to learn and understand about transformation and redemption. That just as we can see, just as we know that we're not the same people we were, that we know that they can be different than they are. And that when you hear people identified or pointed out about doing something egregious, we can understand that that person today may or may not be the same person that committed that act. So it helps us to understand the world better and to relate in the world better and to be a helping hand in the world. Because we are not busy pointing our fingers 
ever offer your hand and say, I can help you. Because at one time, I acted just like you did. Let's get serious. Let's get busy. Any questions? Are you coming back? Yes. Okay. All right. full path, the stream. And there was a reason for that. It was because just like a stream, when you enter it, when you get in it, when you put your boat in it, you don't have to do any work after you do after you get in the stream yourself. The current, the energy carries you. And that's exactly how this all works that in establishing intention, you also create condition. And that condition carries you to the next level that opens up and carries you to the next level that opens up and carries you to the next level. You just have to maintain your stability and your purpose and your practice and your intention And remember how easy it is to lose your mind and become a crazy person again. We do that every day. You know, we we live our lives in the day. For the most part, we appear to be very stable and kind and loving and insightful until we get cut off. And then we lose our minds, go crazy, and act unstable. So it is very easy to lose our mind and become irrational. And it has nothing to do with our age, our profession our ethnicity, our class. It just has to do with the fact that we're not present. So. I hope I helped. Because that was my only intention. Now 
all beings be liberated from suffering. May we be well. May we be happy. May we be peaceful. May no harm come to us. May no problems come to us. May no difficulties come to us. May we always meet with success. May we also have the courage and wisdom to face and overcome the inevitable difficulties of life. Thank you so very much for coming. Thank you for your support. Thank you for not asking any questions. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you. We've got lots of programs that we're implementing here with the help of all of our, our great residences. Um, again, to, to provide a training ground for all of us to grow and become way shores. You know, it's, it's easy for us, and we've all done it, to complain and gripe about what other people aren't doing. But we don't, we're not doing anything either. Because most often we just feel that we can't do it. You know, most of us feel enlightenment, you know, awakening. It's just unachievable. And so we don't try. We don't, we don't put in the effort. We don't exhibit the work ethic. Now those thousands of men and women who accomplished this feat, they put their time in. You gotta sit. You gotta leave the world alone. You've gotta go inside. You've gotta be still. You've gotta make it work. You've gotta drop to that depth where it all starts to make sense to you. But you've got to put the time in, just like you did when you got your master's or your PhD. You've got to put the time in. So, thank you so much. Be safe, smile at a stranger, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.